You're tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you right across Australia live from Hobart, Tasmania each weekday at 9am and for those listening in Tasmania you can catch us again at 4.30pm each weekday as well. I'm your host Tabitha Zachariah and today we have today or every Monday we have David Leo joining us from Devonport and um, David will be continuing with the series of programs titled um, Encounters with Jesus. Welcome, David. How are you today? Thank you, Tabitha. Yeah, happy Monday, everyone. Happy How Monday. Yeah, I'm going to um, I'm ask you to excuse me. I've had a bit of a, a cough and uh, a bit of a cold uh, in the weekend, mm. and I'm just getting over it. But every now and then there's a cough, but I'll try and cough away from the mic. But um, yeah, despite, other than that, I'm doing fine. Thank you, Tabitha. I praise the Lord. Yep. I praise the Lord. Mm. Praise the Lord. And sorry to hear that, David. I hope you feel better soon. And um yeah, we excuse you. <laughs> thank we you. We understand. And I can tell from your voice. And yeah. thank you for, I'm still going ahead with this. And I pray yeah. God that gives you the energy you need and the strength to get through today's yes. program. Yeah. Um, David, how was, you, how was your weekend um, apart from the cold? It could have been good. Yeah. Uh, we had a good get together at uh, the Wounded Seventh Adventist Church. They had a... Um, program they want for the young people and I, I spoke there and um yeah and uh in the afternoon in the afternoon I was on going downwards again and not feeling so good on Sunday mm-hmm. feeling better we went out uh my kids tried fishing for the first time that ended up being a fail <laughs> wow. but then I said oh look we gotta go home I'm not I'm starting to wind down again you know so I think I just need to rest up and whatnot but I'm feeling better again today hopefully okay. um it stays that way yeah um yeah, yeah. Hope so. so yeah, you have to just get get a whole heap of tea, ginger, and then uh, 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 you know the ginger and honey tea that, and we, lemon. that we have and lemon. Yeah, school. been pumping myself with that and some oregano oil and yeah, trying to do the right thing. But yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, that should work. And hopefully next time you'll be feel, feeling strong and you can. Oh no doubt. Try the no fishing. <laughs> yeah, try the fishing again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, poor kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, um, David, I understand today we're talking about an expensive anointing, and then before I mention, um, I go any further. I just want to remind our listeners of a show number: it's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one. Um, you can text us any questions. Any comments, any feedback as we go um, through today's program and we'll be mm. able to get back to you. And also, um, you can listen to us or catch up on previous uh, episodes that we've done uh, from the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. Um, yeah, where you'll find all the pr- um, episodes that we've done. Um, so we're talking about an expensive anointing. But before yeah. we get into deep into what are you covering today, I have a question. <clears throat> what is sorry? What is the most expensive gift um, that you've bought for someone or you've given someone, and why? Okay, I, I know for certain uh, yeah. the most expensive gift um, was the engagement ring that I bought for my my uh, wife. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But the one, the gift that I put the most thought into was a gift I gave for my father when I was about 12 or 13. And uh, and now you, listeners are probably thinking, you didn't spend much time thinking about the engagement ring? Uh, and, and no, I didn't because um, <laughs> my, my wife and I had initially agreed we, we both don't like things on our, our hands and, and whatnot. We both um, agreed we don't have to have rings. But uh, when I went to ask her parents if I could marry if I could marry their daughter, yeah. um, the mother asked and said, well, where's the engagement ring? And in the Cambodian culture, that was a very important part of the process. And mm-hmm. so I submitted and said, okay, I'll do what's right in the eyes of the parents. Yeah. And uh, I went out hunting for a, a ring. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I was in for a shock. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> it's a lot of money here. So that's the, probably the most expensive. And the fact uh, that you are not planning to buy one. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That, that was, so that's, um, that, that was the most expensive. And uh, needless to say, mm-hmm. although my wife was appreci- appreciative of it, mm-hmm. um, she wasn't that impressed, you know, because she's not, a, in fact, she's not even wearing it today. But um, the mother and the father were very happy. So that, that, uh, that achieved its goal. And yeah. um, I'm happy they let me marry their daughter. Yeah. And uh, but, but for my father, I spent a lot of time on the Father's Day um, looking for the uh, looking for the tie. Um, I think it was a handkerchief and a cologne, and it cost me at, at that age about fifty bucks, and that was a lot. That was a lot of money, but I, I spent probably. You know, I spent hours thinking about it and then I spent a long time looking for it when I was in the shop, you know, when I was in the thing getting it. So I put a lot of thought into that. But those, those are probably the best gifts I've given. And I'm looking forward to talking about this because mm-hmm. um, last week we talked about, you know, watching and being, being alert, being a disciple of, of Christ and looking out for the last days. Mm-hmm. And as we, as we read, as we go through this passage we're about to go through, mm-hmm. Um, I am convinced that this will be the response of God's people in the last days. Mm. That you know, with with uh, real searching of the heart, with real sincere um, brokenness. You know, the the Bible in Psalm sixty one talks about that the Lord looks for um, a contrite and a broken heart. Um, until we understand what that means, and I think in the last days, the uh, we will start seeing. Wow, this is what this is what God wants from us. And this woman that we're going to talk about in this passage, she, I believe she's symbolic of that. She's symbolic of what mm-hmm. we will we will be in those days that Jesus has talked is talking about. Mm. And yeah, yeah. So I was going to ask you the same question though. What, what, what about you? Have you thought about when when was the time that you uh, spent so much on a on a gift on or? a gift um, I'm usually big on gifting um, I oh just really like to, yeah I like uh-huh. to gift people um, on their birthdays on special occasions <laughs> um, I can't I can't say the the gift I'm about to talk about is the most expensive, and most of the time I forget. So, like, my <laughs> gift and then forget about them. But this is the most recent one. Um, I haven't given it away, and I hope my friend who um I'll be giving it to will not be listening to this program. <laughs> but um, oh, so you're you're going to give this gift? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought it. I have it with me, but I haven't given it to her because I haven't seen her yet oh. um she's in perth and i'll be visiting her in two weeks time oh nice nice and we haven't seen each other for in like four years we um been friends for over eight years and um so i was trying to get anyway a gift and i 
settled on a necklace with um like a pendant that has um it's personalized it has um a photo and i couldn't think of the perfect photo to have it um to put there but then um i got a photo from 2015 a photo of me and my friend and um when well i let the uh, people like sort it out and when i went to get the gift um the necklace i just looked at it and i felt emotional because um inside the box that has the necklace they had the photo printed there and then when you open the pendant um it has a photo and it is yeah proto well, memories you, you are a gift giver i have no <laughs> skills i have no talents in that that side of things at all but that's uh that sounds really lovely you know mm. I'm, yeah that's that's awesome i'm that's, i'm sure your friends going to mm, going to love that i'm yeah. convinced she will <laughs> yeah yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, listen, we'll, we'll go to the passage we're going to look at. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking at Mark fourteen, mm-hmm. and it's three verses three to nine. To nine yeah. Yeah. Did so you want we'll, me uh, to? Yeah, we'll pray first before we hear God's word. Okay. So let's yeah. let's pray, dear Father in heaven. As we hear the story, we and we hear your word. Lord, we know that our faith will increase, and we ask, Lord, that we can do this. We know that you've given us the greatest gift in the world, and Lord, we want to respond uh, to this this amazing gift. And so we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, the title is Jesus Anointed at Bethany, and that's mm-hmm. Mark um, 14, 3 to 9. And mm-hmm. while he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at table, at table, a woman came with an alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly, and she broke the flask and poured it over his head. There were some who said to themselves indignantly, Why was the anointment wasted like that? For this anointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor, and they scold, scolded her. But Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you and whenever you want you can do good for them but you will not always have me she has done what she could she has anointed my body beforehand for burial and truly I say to you wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world what mm. she has done will be told in memory of her oh yeah what a what a, what a dramatic scene mm. you know I'm looking forward to uh, going through this when we uh, go through this in the next segment but um you know, I, I want for our listeners to think about that. What's the greatest gift that they've ever given or possibly received? Mm. Yeah, please text us. Send us your responses. Let's mm. know uh, what's the most expensive gift you bought for someone and why you actually bought that gift for them. Mm. Um, text us on 0488-880-891 and um, yeah, we'll be able to share your responses. This song is Alabaster Box. Mm. I wasn't sure I was going to find a song related to this, um, what you're sharing today, but yeah, enjoy. Some spoke in anger 
heard folks whisper, there's no place here for her kind. Still on she came, through the shame that flushed her face, until at last she knelt before his feet. And though she spoke no words, Everything she said was her As she poured her love for the master From her box of alabaster And I've come to pour My praise on him Like all from Mary's alabaster bud my tears and I dry them with my hair You weren't there the night he found me You did not feel what I felt when he wrapped his love all around me and you don't know the To the sin that had me bound I spent my days Poured my life without measure Into a little treasure box I thought I found Until the day When Jesus came to me And healed my With the wonder of his touch So now I'm giving back to him All the praise he's worthy of I've been forgiven And that's why I love him so much And I've come to pour My praise on him like all with my tears
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Alabaster Box by Sis Finance, and you're listening yeah. to Taz Encounters. That was a beautiful song. Good choice. It, it is a beautiful song. Thank you. Are you listening to Taz Encounters with David Leo? And um, David is talking about an expensive anointing in from Mark 14, um, 3 to 9. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a free offer for our listeners, and uh, the free offer is uh, a book called At Jesus' Feet, and this is the Gospel of, According to Mary Magdalene by Doug Butler, and we'll give you more information later on. Um, David, we read a scripture passage just before we finished the um, last segment. Um, what did you want to share about the passage that we just read? I think it's important for us to know that, uh, you know, previously we, uh, we've been looking as we've been leading up to Jesus going to the cross. He's been tested. He's been tested by the, um, Sanhedrin, the Sadducees, the Pharisees. And we come to this story and in chapter 14, if you're to read the whole chapter, mm-hmm. this is the beginning of our realization that when Jesus goes to the cross, he's going alone. Mm-hmm. Right, so we talked about a Mark and Sandwich long time ago. I hope, I hope some of our listeners remember. But Mark often starts a story, mm-hmm. and then he in, he inserts the story out of the blue, and then continues the story. Mm-hmm. And what we're looking at here is actually the the middle of the bun. This is the this is the story that's inserted mm-hmm. in a um, in in the, in the Mark and Sandwich. So uh, before and after the story. Uh, it talks about the plot to kill Jesus, and then after that is the betrayal of Judas and even the disciples abandoning Jesus. So it's leading towards Jesus being left all alone. Mm. And in the middle of the story is a woman that's willing to give everything for Jesus. And um, so the, the setting that we're looking at here is, if you look in verse 1 of chapter 14, it says it's two days before the Passover. Mm-hmm. And the Passover is important because there, there's always a Passover lamb, and Jesus Christ is that Passover lamb that it will be the uh, the lamb that takes away the sin of the world, as it says in John one verse twenty nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're there to kill him, so they they're at Simon's house, they're having a feast. You know, Simon's invited some people over, and at that time, it's a very patriarchal uh, society. You know, the men uh, are in charge, and and when the men are in the room, there are no women that are permitted to be there, unless you know there are girls or women there that are there to serve food. And in this feast that they're having, this woman interrupts, and she's not there to serve food, right? And uh, the men must have been shocked, but Jesus permits her to stay. Mm. And so I think there's there's something to take note here, I, I reckon, is uh, something to take note is often our cultural values or our societal values doesn't always and often doesn't equate with Jesus' values. Mm. <laughs> I think that's something that we need to take on board. Because right? I think before God's eyes or Jesus' eyes, we are equal. And it's just what you're doing is what matters, nothing else. doesn't matter if you're male, you're female. It's your actions. It's yeah, yeah, yes. how you live yeah. your life. And he, he knows he knows what she's up to. Mm. Right? He knows what's going what, what's happening in the situation. But the others don't. And they're already looking, what, what's this woman doing? She shouldn't be here. She's breaking the rules. And Jesus receives her and, and what she comes in, she does she doesn't come with an alabaster alabaster jar mm-hmm. <coughs> which by the way is an expensive jar. 
It um, it's a, it's it looks like marble. It's like a marble-like substance that that's imported from Egypt. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, immediately I got to ask the question: mm-hmm. How does she have an alabaster jar that's so expensive? And second of all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're not told whether she bought the oil separately mm-hmm. or that oil was always inside the alabaster jar. It was just a, you know, like a bottle of perfume that sat there for a long time. And so we don't, we don't know this. Um, some commentary, I, I, I always thought for a long time, man, she must have saved, she must have spent all her life savings mm-hmm. on this, on this jar. You know, that's where I originally thought, but, um, uh, a few commentators have said that this could have been an heirloom. So it was something that was in the family that was just, that was precious and passed down through the ages or something like that. Oh. And she decided that Jesus is worth, you know, the, the cost of this heirloom or um, whatever savings or, or if she spent that much money to um, to anoint Jesus with. And she doesn't just pour the oil. <laughs> she doesn't come and just pour the oil on Jesus the Bible says that she broke the jar. Mm. You know, like you would think, oh, you know, if you if you want to, uh, if if you know the jar's expensive, maybe mm. save the jar and just pour the oil, and you can use the jar later. Mm. All right, but no, this is not the case. She smashes the jar, and she ensures that this this uh, the spike nard or pure nard, which, by the way. Um, a bit of Google and a bit of research and uh, trying to find out. And it's funny, you know, there's a, um, there's a, when I, when I Googled spike nard, I just want to find I out what spike too. nard. <laughs> did you? I just want yeah. to find out what, what's, what is it still used today? And it's pretty big in essential oils, mm, you know, for anxiety. Expensive. Yeah. And I was thinking, mm. oh, that's interesting. But back in those days, like people used to go to the, um, the, the bottom of the hills of the Himalayas and that's where you got the plant for spike nard. So um, they must they must have got it through the trades, you know, probably the old Silk Road, and got and they imported it from India. You know, so here's a here's a special. You got the alabaster jar. You got this perfume. You got this perfume or this an oil. So I, I keep saying perfume, but it, it is very. Um, the reason why I keep saying perfume is because it's so. Uh, the fragrance is really strong. Mm. That's there. Yeah, so she pours it on on his um, on his head. Mm. And the whole room is now full of this fragrance that wasn't there before, you know. And with this, with this fragrance that is from this dramatic scene that's happening in front of them, there's this interesting response, <laughs> you know. We, we, you just watch this woman. Uh, people have figured out, oh, that's an alabaster jar. Oh, she smashed the alabaster jar. That's spikenard uh, oil. Wow, you know, like this is this isn't cheap stuff. And Jesus receives this blessing, this anointing, this, you know, this pouring of the head. You know, usually the anointing of the head is to anoint a king or, um, you know, or, or you know, the, the next um, leader that's coming through. And she does this with Jesus, knowing that the Passover is two days afterwards. She's she's onto something, right? She knows that something's going on. And Jesus says, let her be. Mm. Yeah, let her be. And just just imagine being in that room. Um I want, I want to point you to something else. I'll, I'll read this from Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians two, verse fifteen and sixteen. This is, this is what Paul writes, and I wonder if he's thinking of this story. But it says, uh, "I shall start from verse 14. It says, "But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, 
and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Mm-hmm. To one a fragrance from death to death, to other a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but um, you know, when your senses, when your senses are overwhelmed, quite often you can remember those things. Mm-hmm. Right, and so now that now the disciples and everybody else in that room, they've seen and they've heard the smashing of the alabaster uh, jar. They've smelt the perfume, and they've been shocked by the fact that this woman would dare enter a, a, a room full of men that are you know having a dis, just just uh, talking and discussing, and you know, where women are permitted, mm-hmm. and they're never going to forget this moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And the response that comes from that is, why would a woman waste such waste an expensive, it? an expensive oh, gift? Yeah. Why would you do that? And so we'll discuss discuss that next. The uh, the response to that, hmm. and uh, and why, and let's explore why that happens. Actually, yeah, that reminds hmm. me. I didn't share why I giving this gift to my friend. Well, first of all, she's my friend, but then again, I'm I'm going to see her like that period. During her birthday, like, <coughs> and um, she has, she had also some few rough moments this year. Mm. So I'm just hoping that will, you know, help her to feel a bit special. Yes, and that reminds me, um, we're still waiting to hear from our listeners. What is the most expensive <laughs> gift you've ever given someone, or you've ever bought for someone, and why? Why did you buy such an expensive gift? Um, send, a, you, send us your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, we'd like to hear from you. This next song is Ten Thousand um, Reasons, Bless the mm, Lord, by Will Morrison. Yeah, me too. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, worship your holy name. The sun comes up. It's a new day dawning It's time to sing your song again Whatever may pass And whatever lies before me Let me be singing when the evening comes Bless the Slow to end 
10,000 Reasons uh, by Will Morrison and it's listening to Taz Encounters with David Leo and David is talking about um, an expensive anointing and that is from Mark 14 um, 3 to 9 and uh, before we went for a break, um, David you started um, talking about people who were at um, Simon's house, how they expressed disagreements um, with what the woman had done and um, you were about to discuss um, or tell us why the woman um, used such an expensive oil to anoint Jesus. Um, did you want to get into that? For sure, yeah. We, we learn from the Bible um, that uh, it tells us the price of what this possibly could have cost. And it says in there 300 denarii. Hmm. And uh, 300 denarii, in, a denarii is like a day's wages. Hmm. Right, so that's that's nearly a year's uh, worth of wages mm. that have just been used in that um, you know that that one um, amazing event, you know, shocking shocking event as it is. And uh, it says in the Bible that they scolded her. That's in verse five at the end of end of um, verse five. They scolded her. You know, you could have used this ointment for to help out the poor instead of um, you know wasting it on this event. You know, and and when you think about it in that way, <laughs> she's she's doing it to Jesus, mm-hmm. and in a way the disciples are saying, 
you've wasted a year's wages on Jesus. Mm. You know, it's, it's it's kind of it's kind of insulting. Mm. You know, like it's, um, it's like Jesus is not deserving. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And 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 um, they say the poor because just before Passover, mm-hmm. uh, the Jews have this uh, alms giving where they actually practice giving to the poor. Mm. Um, you know, for the Passover um, holiday or or Passover feast day. <coughs> Excuse me. And so um, they make this comment, but we don't know. You know, uh, in John 12, there's another um, parallel uh, th- story to what Mark looks like, and it actually names people. It says that the woman is Mary. It says um, the, uh, Mary Magdalene, and it says that the man that was responsible for instigating the discussion of what a waste of money is Judas Iscariot himself, which is he, he's a treasurer. And he's the guy that betrays Jesus, right? Mm. And so it's got it's got names in this one. Mark, we've learned that Mark is a guy that just rushes through stories, action words immediately and amazed. He doesn't name them. And I think the reason why he doesn't name the people here mm. is because he wants us to focus on the event, on what's going on at this particular moment. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says to the disciples, leave her alone. Yeah, leave her alone. What's, why, 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 have you, why are you trying to bother her, right? And he says, um, every, every year, every Passover, you could do, the poor will always be there. Now, some people might think, oh, he's, you know, he's being discriminative towards the poor. But when you get more into it, you start to find, when you hear what Jesus is saying, he says, mm-hmm. for you always have the poor with you, and whenever you want, you can do good for them, but mm-hmm. you will not always have me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be around all the time, hmm. right? And what she's doing is she's responding to how she feels the way I valued her, and she recognizes. Hmm. <laughs> Some of my disciples don't even realize that I'm going to my death, and she's doing the anointing of a burial. She understands that I'm saying goodbye to Jesus. And at the time, in this, in this time of loneliness, where everyone's going to leave him, hmm. He you gets know, this gift from a woman to say, mm-hmm. I recognize who you are and I want to show you how much I love you, mm. how much you mean to me. Mm. You know, most of the time, like um, people often say this, um, you know, say what you want to say um, to people when you have them or gift them, give them gifts um, when they're still with you. Because it so happens many times that when, unfortunately, when we lose people, that's when we actually start to feel or understand how important they were to us and that's when we start um formulating all p- these paragraphs and uh, you know saying how good they were and you know trying to make up for that you know through contributions for the funeral and all that and i'm just picturing this story um you know mary understood but oh sorry this woman um who i keep feeling it's mary um yeah she understood what was going to happen and yeah, you you bring up you bring up a good point. You know, tr- um, tradition. Uh, when I talk about tradition, I mean the the carrying down of the stories of uh, Christianity from long time ago. Um, you know, because of John, John twelve, and also Luke seven has has an account. Mm. Um, we can we can deduce that oh this this unnamed woman and Mark, there must be the same event, same same thing happening. So it must be it must be Mary, mm. and Mary Magdalene. Jesus, in, in, a, in a time where she felt unworthy and unaccepted and uh, felt like you know, life is not worth living, 
Jesus changed that all around for Mary. Mm. And as you said, you know, when you go to funerals, and, and, I, and I've been to those funerals, you know, I've heard some of those um, uh, obituaries where they speak really nicely of these people. And I, and I knew personally that that person would never say th- anything to the person that's dead. Mm. You know, I, I knew for a fact that they'd said some nasty things about them. And I'm thinking, man, you're lying through your teeth. You know, like, or, you know, like, um, why couldn't you say those things while they were alive? Because now I can see on their faces mm. that, um, they, they're regretful. We should have had a better relationship. You know, I, I shouldn't have been so angry with them. I shouldn't have said this, but now they're saying really beautiful things and the person's not there to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jesus, like you said, Jesus is saying, now's the time to express your thoughts and your feelings to me. I'm the, I'm the Messiah. <laughs> you know, she's, she's, reaffirming that I'm the Messiah. You know, this anointing. Mm. It's telling everyone here, the, the messianic way I'm coming is not the way you think. You know, I'm, I'm about to go to my uh, death, a death that will save the whole world, right? And so you make a really good point. I think I think that's something that's, um, you know, on our hearts, mm-hmm. you know, with the, with the loved ones we have around them, say it to them while they're still alive. <laughs> give them that, give them that, uh, you know, it's, express them, articulate as best as you can, not just at the funeral, you know, do it now. This is, this is a great place to do it. Mm. And I mentioned before, um, why, why did they, why were they indignant? You know, why were they angry? Why, why, did, why did they do this when they saw the gift that, uh, that, um, this woman was, giving to to Jesus and what, what what do you think when you when you read the story what do you think made them angry um it could be you know it could be just they were they liked causing trouble <laughs> but also I'm thinking because you know Jesus was teaching about kept teaching about giving the poor or um yeah just um looking after the poor and uh, they just thought well <laughs> you know you know one of the, one of the craziest things about our our human and sinful nature. Yeah. You know, um, when it comes to this dedication and this worship where somebody does it better than you, hmm. it's in, we get envious. Yeah. You know, how, how, could this, how could this woman bring up all this, you know, that is so expensive. I haven't even thought about doing that for Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. I haven't thought about that. And there comes this woman. She's showing us all up. She's making us all look bad, mm. you know. And people, people like this come through our lives all the time, you know. Like I remember, I remember uh, uh, one time. In fact, just recently, just a couple of weeks ago. But I, but, but the story is, uh, one time this woman in church she passed away, and she left an exorbitant amount of money for the church, mm. right? And I thought to myself, wow, that's a lot of money. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, this is crazy. I knew she, I knew she loved the Lord and she loved the church, but I was like, that's that's a lot of dosh, you know. And I remember, and then I asked, I said, well, is it just me? Or and they said, no, nah, it's the same. You know, I feel the same way. I was thinking, man, this this woman, wow, she's making you feel bad. And just recently, a guy put twenty two thousand wow. dollars in our. Yeah, that's a lot of money into mm-hmm. the, in the into the into the um, offering. And I was like, whoa, what's mm-hmm. and then but it, it made it's exposing. Our, my lack of wanting to give that much, not that I have that to give, but you know, I'm like, wow, you know, this, this, uh, these people can spend ma- the money on something else. Hmm? <laughs> yeah. And then, and so why, why I'm saying this is this woman is 
uh, this woman in the story, she's symbolizing what worship looks like. Hmm. And when people see a worship where people are willing to give everything, where they're broken and they pour all that they have on Jesus Christ, it's going to make people go, wow, what's making them do that? That Why can't I do what hmm. they do? Yeah, you know, and I think they... They felt like this woman, they judged her. They felt like she was unworthy because yeah. of her past. And that yeah. could have been more reason why they actually yeah, didn't express dissatisfaction with the actions. And um, we've had a listener texting, um, Teresa. She said, good morning, Tazi. The most expensive gift I ever bought a necklace and bracelet for my oldest son because that's what he wanted. But since I've come to know Lord Jesus, he has taught me that it's not about what you give, the amount or size. What's important is the love we have for each other. The things that cost nothing are closer to our hearts and the memories we can make are the most valuable things we could ever have. God bless you always. Thank you so much, Teresa. I completely Mm. agree with you because you can give someone an expensive gift, but then you're not there for them when they need you, and it just sort of does not match. Like, Can't you replace know, the person. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's right. Yeah, that's a really good uh, point. Thank you for texting in, Teresa. And we encourage our listeners to also text in. What's the most expensive gift um, you've ever given to someone and why? Um, so our offer for today is uh, um, this book called At Jesus' Feet, which is the gospel according to Mary Magdalene, and it's by Doug Butler. I'm someone to love me. That's all she wanted, all mm-hmm. anyone really wants. Mm-hmm. We all, we are all addicts, synaholics, um, says, the, um, says Doug, trying to fill with various addictions, a gaping void in our hearts designed for God. Um, the author unveils the beauty of the gospel with original insights through the eyes of Jesus, Jesus' most dedicated disciple. This imaginative yet biblical retelling of Mary's experience clarifies several significant biblical teachings with a kaleidoscope of vivid illustrations. Um, discover a fresh picture of a gentle, loving Savior who, without condemning or condoning our past, offers us a new future as we, like Mary, linger at Jesus' feet. Um, we'll give you the code to claim that book um, after the break. Uh, but for now, we're going to listen to this song, Teach Us to Number Our Days by Carly Fletcher.
truth Growing closer to you Lord, teach us to number our days So teach us to number our days That we may gain a heart of This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Teachers to Number Our Days by Carly Fletcher. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with David Leo. And uh, before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code um, to claim this offer, which is the book At Jesus' Feet. And it's talking about the gospel according to Mary Magdalene by Doug Butler. And the code is Logos 13. L-O-G-O-S, number 13, no space in between. Um, text that to 0488-880-891. Logos 13, um, 0488-880-891, and we'll be able to send that book to you. Um, David, I believe we are in the last section, and there's not much time left. So how would you like to finish off today's program? Yeah, I think it's important. To, um, you know, I really appreciate Teresa's uh, text that this... Uh, Jesus says at the very end of um, this passage uh, in verse 9 that the gospel we proclaimed and this we always remembered. Mm. You know, and, and what we see here is not so much the alabaster box and the expensive perfume because it's worth 300 denarii. No, that's not the reason why. It's the motive behind the reason why she's doing this. Mm. Her motives, and Jesus recognizes the motives, right? So it's great. And, and I, um, I told you my dad's gift. Uh, when I gave it to him, Dad was, said thank you, but Dad will repeat this time and time again afterwards. He said, I really appreciate the gifts, but the greatest gift that you can give me is obedience. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, man, you know, like as a kid, you don't really understand it, but now I've got my own kids, I'm like, man, I can see that. <laughs> you know, I, I can see that. If only they'll just trust me. And, uh, and, and so what, what we have here, um, is in the Bible, in 1 John 4 verse 19, it says that we love him because he first loved us. You know, and this is Mary's response. He, she sees the love, the way that Jesus was towards me, the way that Jesus loved me, the way that Jesus valued me. Mm-hmm. I respond this way. I give my everything. I want, I want my Jesus to know that you are worth and valued this much because of, you know, the way you made me, the way you make me feel and, and you think towards me, um, great thoughts. And this is the way she responds, you know. Oh no, um, I think of this. I think of the story <laughs> of uh, a little girl and her dad. Her dad's a is a busy man. You know, he's making a lot of money, and uh, you know, with COVID nineteen restrictions, he has to work at home, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's busy throughout the day. And the little girl would would come and uh, ask, "Dad, can you can you come play with me?" The dad would respond, "Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I, I've got lots of things to do. I've got to do work." And she would come again and she'd say, um, Later on, well, why do you got to do work? Can you can you just come spend a little bit of time with me? She says, "Darling, this is what pays the bills, and uh, you know they they pay me to to uh, they give me money so that I can I can do this." 
She said, oh, okay. And then she comes back a couple of hours later and mm-hmm. she says, um, Dad, how much do they pay you? And the father's furious by this time. The father says, can you just leave me alone? I've got to work. She goes, oh, can you just tell me how much you, you get paid? And she goes, um, and he says, well, if you could have, if you could afford forty dollars an hour, oh yeah, then you know how much you you'll appreciate how much you know I work. And uh, he's working right into the evening. You know they've had dinner. He doesn't say much. Goes back to the goes back to work. And she's thinking, man, I want to spend some time with dad. So she goes into the into the room again and, and says, uh, Dad, can I um can I get twenty dollars from you, please? And the father can't believe the audacity, you know, like, man, she's been bothering me all day and now she's coming to bother me with $20. And he just scolds her, tells her off and says, hey, you wasted my time. I've got to do this. Uh, and she, she, she cries and, you know, and is really upset. And then uh, she goes to her room. And um, as she's falling asleep, the father comes in and, she apolog- and he apologizes. He says, oh, look, I shouldn't have told you off like that. I shouldn't have done this, blah, blah, blah. And... Um, he said, "What do you, you know? What do you want twenty dollars for?" Mm. And he and and she, she's just she's still crying. She says, "Oh, you know, um, do you have it?" And he said, "Oh, yep." And so he brings out twenty dollars after feeling guilty as a dad, <laughs> hands over twenty dollars to her, and she grabs her savings and says, "Oh, I've got twenty dollars in my savings, and plus with your twenty dollars, I can get an hour of your time." Oh. Right, and that's and, and and what we see here is uh is what as Therese alluded to. You know, right now, <laughs> while we have it, while we have it, while we have health, while we have time, mm. while we have all these gifts that God has given us, man, let's return these gifts to God. Mm. Let's return these gifts to Jesus. When you start to recognize the amount of things that he's poured into our lives, you know, and he's saying, hey, look, can I get can I get some of your time? That's you know, sad. Can I guess? Can I guess? Is wanting to pay you? Sorry. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, you think about it in light of uh, Jesus Christ. He gives us life. He gives us talents. He gives us energy. We wake up in the morning with you know. We take on the world, and and here's Jesus providing us with everything that we need. And he just says, "Hey, what do I what do I need to do to get some of your attention? Yeah. What what kind of what what do I need to do to do that? Mm. Right." It's like, man, wow, wow. Mary saw it, and Mary said, "Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the attention that that, that, that God is calling on." Mm. Right? And what about us? You know, do we acknowledge that? Do we? Are we? Can we see the? Can, do we have the gratitude and, um, you know, and the, the the sacrifice and the the willingness of this, like this woman in the story? You know, will we do the same thing? You know, we see Jesus Christ. Not only does he do that all for us, he dies the death that we deserve so we can live the life that he deserves, mm. as, a, as one author says. Amazing. Mm. And for us, like all we need to do is just call, uh, call unto God's name, um, unto God, and he, he's there. He's like, you know, mm. God, mm. Father, and he's listening. But, mm-hmm. yeah, but when it comes to, you know, us spending time with him, <laughs> It's you know it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be um, a struggle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, thank you for that powerful sharing, and um, I really pray that we've all been blessed with your message. And um, I thank our listeners for joining us today. And um, 
if for those who would like the book, um, which is at Jesus' feet, which is our offer for today, um, and it's talking of the gospel according to Mary Magd- Magdalene uh, by Doug Butler. Um, the code is Logos 13, um, text Logos 13, no space in between, Logos 13204888809, and uh, we'll be able to send the book to you. Um, and uh, what do, we, do you have for us next week? We're going to talk about Peter's denial. Peter's denial. And uh, yeah, we'll learn more next week. Yeah, join and us. We, yeah. Yeah, join David um, and I next week to to hear what he has to share about Peter's denial. And tomorrow we have Gary Webster. Um, <coughs> he'll be continue with the series time time search, um, lifetime search, and he'll be talking about apocalypse, how the world will really end. And um, yeah, that I believe that would be a very interesting program. Um, so join Peter and Jason tomorrow to learn more about that. Um, thank you for joining us today, wherever you are. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day. We are going out with this song, Love Lifted Me by Alan Jackson. I'm sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Buried deeply stained within Sinking to rise no more But the master of the sea Heard my despairing cry From the waters lifted me Now safe am I Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help, love lifted me. All my heart to Him I give, ever to Him I'll cling, in His blessed presence live. Ever his praises sing Love so mighty and so true Merits my soul's best songs Faithful loving service to To him belongs Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me Love lifted me Love lifted me when nothing else could help love.